Hello, welcome to Skip It, the podcast that reviews and dissects the classic Australian television show Skippy the Bush Kangaroo. I am joined by Lee. Good to be here as always. And Ashwin. Hi, Johnny. We're here for episode 26, The Runaway. This episode, we've got just one new guest, and he gets introduced pretty much straight away, so I'll just uh, introduce him, Gavin Hamilton. Gavin Hamilton's been in uh, quite a few different TV shows up until 1995, and that's about it. This script was by Will Pryor and Ross Napier, so Ross Napier's got another person helping him with the script here. And we've got director is Eric Fullylove, producer Dennis Hill, and uh, yes, the series producer is Lee Robinson, as always. This was also aired on the 24th of June, 1968 in Melbourne first. And I'll just get right into it. uh, So the first shot starts off with a kangaroo looking over a rock. So it's sort of a, a rock that's quite elevated. So there is quite a drop underneath there. A boy who's sort of looking at this kangaroo raises a rifle and aims it. And, you know, we don't know if it's Skippy. We don't know if it's just some random kangaroo. Uh, we have established that Skippy is the only kangaroo in this park, so things are not looking good. And he's about to shoot, and then she hops away. Uh, the boy runs up to the rock where the kangaroo was and then aims again. And the kangaroo's still on a bit of a cliff face. He, like, you see the aim, like the, uh, the, the scope shot, and you see him shoot, and the kangaroo just just gets pushed off over the 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 ledge and it and it sort of looks like a very stiff kangaroo as well and then the boy smiles and then we get to the intro so guys this was a pretty disturbing start to the intro and i don't know about you but i immediately hated this boy straight away yeah it was actually interesting because the first thing i wondered was how did they get the kangaroo so close to the edge of that cliff because that wouldn't be something naturally a kangaroo would necessarily do and yeah. you're, you're right the shot no pun intended but the shot of the kangaroo being shot mm. and falling off the cliff was really surprising i did not expect to see that and it probably was just a dead stuffed kangaroo either on a string that they pulled or mm. that we couldn't see off screen someone shoving it over but it was still a startling mm. beginning to that episode and yes as soon as you saw that kid and the way he was just so gleefully looking to kill my immediate response was hate him exactly like yours (laughs) hate this little bastard so they did that i think the writers definitely did their job ashwin what did you think i thought it was a beautiful kill shot uh cinematography (laughs) only (laughs) something about it and and i just i don't know it was it was a dark start but um, yeah unlike you guys i immediately hated that kid some people just have a dead ship vibe, and this mm. kid's had that throughout. Yeah, he was a real, uh, well, they call him later a hooligan, I think, or hoodlum. And I uh, didn't quite notice that he was a kid either. I wasn't sure if he just looked like well, a young like, teenager. Yeah, like I, I'm sort of imagining going from, you know, child to teenager, like that, you know, 13 to 14, maybe. I, I was sort of thinking maybe a little bit younger than Mark. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. Mark's definitely on the older spectrum of a teenager. He's like, I'm guessing, 16 or 17. Um, so I'm guessing like he's a bit younger in between Mark and um, Sonny. So, yeah, it, it was a very disturbing start. And as I said, we don't know if this is Skippy, but 
as we know, there are no other kangaroos. So for us, that, John, yeah. when, when you said that we've established that there's no other kangaroos, I wasn't sure. Oh, uh, well, maybe we have, but I, I, I really don't think we've seen any other kangaroos in the park. Um, we've never seen a mob of kangaroos. The thing is, what you've got to realize that all kangaroos look the same. So as soon as they put another one in there, Skippy is just lost <laughs> in the crowd. So I'm sure it's their aim to make sure that Skippy's the only one. Like if they have to have multiple kangaroos, they're like their show's pretty much ruined. So I think that's the main case. But yeah, like it was a very like I was. I don't know about you, but I immediately assumed it wasn't Skippy. That was just my me hoping. So from a, from a very disturbing beginning, we go into a very light intro. And then so we start off with the kangaroo on the ground, and it's sort of not looking good. It sort of looks dead, but you can notice a little bit of breathing there. And then we cut to Sonny coming into Matt's office at back at the ranger station, and he's finished his composition, and Matt asks what it's about, and Sonny says, Skippy. And, of course, uh, Matt says the last three have been about Skippy. And Sonny says, this one's different. And then Matt asks him to leave the uh, composition on his desk. Sonny says something about Skippy and the elephant or something. It's about yeah. Skippy and an elephant. And uh, Sonny asks where Skippy is. And Matt says uh, she might be at the quarantine with Clancy. And, he, and then Matt says, uh, don't go too far. I might need you uh, as Mark and Jerry are out on patrol. Matt then starts reading Sonny's composition and uh, laughing because it starts off with Skippy sliding down the trunk of the elephant or something cute. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was very nice. So, uh, yeah, so what did you guys think of that, uh, Ashwin? I thought that was a cute moment. I actually wanted to know more about that story, the Skippy and the <laughs> elephant. Um, yeah. Maybe Sonny should be starting to write the scripts for Skippy. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, that should be a spin-off episode also, Skippy and the Elephant. Because it also reminded me of India growing up. Uh, so I was like, oh, this mm. is a, like a cross-cultural. Because they very rarely make Indian references. I think once Jerry made reference to the Maharaja of that or something. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so that was a nice moment. Yeah, it was cool to hear about Sonny. Because it's nice to know Sonny is still getting an education. Yes, it's getting in there somewhere. Yeah, occasionally. So, yeah, it was a good start to the scene. And and I, unlike you, did think it was Skippy that had been shot yep. and killed. Not killed, but it looked pretty bad because, mm. uh, yeah, like you said, the only kangaroo in the park, and she looked particularly haggard from the start. So Ooh, I was interested yeah. to see yeah, where they were going to take this story from here. Yeah, uh, Lee, what did you think of uh, Matt, Matt and Sonny? Yeah, it was an, I mean, I always like the moments between them because the more you can re-emphasize how close of a family they are, which is which is important because they're the only ones in this park. There's never anyone <laughs> apart from villains who are visiting. There's never yep. any nice tourists. Or, or idiots getting lost or something. Exactly, you know? yeah. yeah. So it was nice in the music. Again, I know I was comments on the music, but they had this nice little happy music and <laughs> the whole story about Skippy, the third story he's written in a row about Skippy and Skippy, you know, it, it really emphasizes again and how devastating this would be if Skippy was shot and killed by someone. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that's what this scene was sort of about. Like, you know, it's like the stakes because Sonny, it's, it's Sonny's best friend. Uh, so Matt then goes and gets a call on the radio. The person on the radio says there's some shots and it might be a hunter. Uh, Matt radios Jerry in the um, helicopter and they say they heard the message on the radio. They do see something with binoculars, and uh, Jerry says they'll go check it out. And 
Now we cut back to the uh, boy with uh, the rifle, who's Tom. That's our extra character for this week. And he's like such a bad, bad boy, you know, because he's uh, got a rifle and he is got a smoke in his mouth and he's wandering along, you know, just surly as hell. He sees a possum and aims at it and then shoots and misses the possum. And then it runs off. Uh, he throws the cigarette in the ground, uh, you know, very irresponsibly. And that can that starts a fire pretty much straight away. He then hears the, the chopper and runs for cover. And Jerry spots the kangaroo. And then he goes, I think it's Skippy, Matt. And Matt's that like... Was, that was the question that made me think then, well, why have we never seen another kangaroo in the park before? Because if, he, if she was the only one, he would know it's Skippy. But he wasn't sure. You know, he's like, I no. think it's Skippy. Because you wouldn't know from that height. Because like you said, they all look the same. Yeah, and I think they're trying to, you know, have a bit of suspense here. We still don't know if confirmed if it's Skippy or not. Because, you know, potentially Skippy's been sh- fatally shot. When Matt asks, though, if yeah. she's dead. Yes. So after Jerry says she's been shot, Matt, Matt yeah. asking, yeah, if she's dead, that really got to me. That was quite a sad mm. moment for me, just the way that that scene played out. Because you realise how important. Like, he's just read a story from his and- son about this kangaroo. He knows how much she means to him. And then to find out she's been shot and shot off a cliff, Mm. either way, either one is dangerous. Still pretty bad. And well, that's the, yeah. And that's the thing. Um, You know, the way Matt says it, you know, he's thinking about Sonny the whole time. Uh, And Jerry says he can't be sure. And they'll have to sit down and check it out. They also see the fire and then they go and put that out and they use those crappy pumps from the other episode. (laughs) That don't seem to do anything, but, uh, you know, it does end up putting them out. Um, yeah, the, uh, and- that quite well as well, because they seem to use, and I don't think Steadicams, I'm, I'm pretty certain that Rocky 1 was where Steadicam was invented. Or it was around there, mid-70s. So this mm. is the late 60s. Whatever they were using, it wouldn't have been an official Steadicam or what we know today is a Steadicam, but they really had that real rugged, the cameraman is right there, almost like a yep. documentary, right there with them as they're trying to put out this fire. So they really created tension really well with that as they're pumping out all this water manually. Yes, yeah. they immerse you, definitely. I am um, also, those not fires make me so nervous. It just seems like they're not up to the job of controlling. I don't know if they're filming them on some private property or something like that. They just seem a bit too big to be faking in 1968. And And I was thinking maybe they used the same fire from the other episode like, I don't know how organised they were with the scripting and writing of these episodes, but it would make sense that, or maybe they just have a site where they just set fire to it. It's already been on fire, so they've got the aftershot sort of right, and then they just have to set fire to a little bit, and then it's easier to manage. But, yeah, so they're putting out the fire, and at all, while all this is happening, uh, Tom sees them land, and he's, like, peering at them from the bush, and there's sort of smoke everywhere. And as they're putting out the fire, um, the boy, or Tom, approaches them. We cut back to Matt. He gets a call from a sergeant, and uh, he talks about the gunshots, and he then immediately goes to the radio to talk to, to try to get onto Jerry. And Jerry and Mark have finished fighting the fire. They're away from the chopper, and uh, the boy comes up and points the gun at them pretty very, like, very directly, and then Jerry says, what's the gag? And the boy fires the gun in the air, like, and, and like right sort of over their heads. And, you know, I know there's a bit of perspective there. So he probably was well aiming well away, but 
Tony Bonner was flinching. <laughs> like, he was not... That was probably a blank, but it was a real shot. That was an interesting um, scene, it, though, because the way that Jerry responds to having... Whether it's a teenager or not, he's got a rifle in his hand and he's pointing it at them. Mm. And for him to just be like, oh, what kind of gag is this? He looked super relaxed. And it made me think <laughs> there are two ways people can go and experiencing like extreme and perpetual danger like the Hammonds are. You either go into a shell because you've just been so shocked by just every week some of the dangerous thing happening or you go James Bond. And Jerry really went Bond because, yeah. you know, he was pretty cool. So calm. And and so many, we'll, I'm sure you're going to get into them in a second, but more and more as this guy tries to get them towards the chopper him giving all these one-liners these casual (laughs) one-liners so cool calm and collected he just doesn't care it's like compared to what he's been through this is nothing he's like kid last week i was smashed against the rocks and i still friggin won (laughs) almost won a surf race do you think you're gonna bother me yeah yeah (laughs) so after the boy fires the gun we cut back to matt uh, telling the sergeant that he couldn't get onto the the chopper and we cut back to the boy taking the knife off jerry and he pats him down and uh this is where ed lee you were saying that jerry starts to give him a bit of sass Jerry says, you've seen, you've watched too many gangster movies. And the boy says, shut up and get moving to the chopper. And then Skippy is on the ground. So we sort of know this is Skippy now, I think. She sort of gets up and then shakes herself off and then hops away. So obviously not fatally shot. So what was happening there? Do you think she'd faked her own death? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think um, I think she caught the bullet in her teeth, really, like Superman. <laughs> yeah, I think she, I think she the bullet missed. She pretends to dive to throw this guy off the trap, and then just stay down the whole time. It's a very sneaky moment from Skippy. Yeah, there. very, very fun, very quick thinking from Skippy there. What we didn't see was when Skippy flew off that hill. When she landed, she landed in that superhero like yeah yeah the, uh, yeah the pose yeah, yeah. Um, then skippy sees uh the boy marching jerry and mark to the um helicopter and tom says who's calling because uh, matt's calling over the radio and jerry you know back to his smart ass responses says santa claus and then this is where tom gives jerry a nickname and he goes you're real funny aren't you funny man And then the boy tells uh, Mark to pull the leads out of the radio. Tom points the gun at Jerry's throat. Like, and you can see him indenting into the bottom of his throat, um, which I would have been like, even if it's a prop gun, I would be very reluctant for that to happen. Mark goes to the the helicopter and pulls out the cables. uh, So it cuts the uh, radio. What did you guys think of that, um, Ashwin? How um, this guy's just escalating this stuff. Yeah, he just is getting more and more unlikable. Because we all know a kid like this at school, the really yes. troubled kid, who was just a massive asshole, had no respect for anybody. So I guess it was all always bringing back that kid for everyone watching. They were probably thinking of that kid they hated at school. Yeah, the throw thing was weird, especially in this day and age with prop guns going wrong. I, I don't think you would get a scene like that happening uh, as easily on this day and age. Also, one thing I thought is worth pointing out is whenever Matt's on the radio, he gets super English. Like, he just gets... <laughs> Okay. Now make sure you report back at the uh, 1600 hours. Not quite the accent, but it just gets very clipped. I'm not sure if it's an enunciation thing, but there must be a radio voice that they all get taught to put on, kind of like there was an ABC voice that you had to put on when you talked on the radio. I think you're right. Like, I absolutely think that's him. Like, he's just gone into automatic pilot because that's the way you talk over the phone. <laughs> like, yeah. and you have to enunciate all your words. You know, uh, signals weren't as uh, clear then, so I guess it helped. But, yeah, yeah, no, you're very right. He gets into proper English. 
And he's also given himself the nickname. He's like, senior here, senior talking to little boys. Um, I don't know if he has a nickname senior, but that's weird. No, flight to senior. Flight to senior. That's uh, Mark or, or Jerry calling. So it's flight, I think they're called. So they've yeah. got all these little radio call signs. Um, and guessing because he's the senior park ranger, he gets to be yeah. senior. And um, Matt still can't reach Jerry. Clancy comes in and she asks, what's the problem? And Matt says he can't get onto Jerry. And there's a young hoodlum roaming the park. Um, and he looks really, really worried. And then he says he's armed and dangerous. Back at the chopper, Tom tells uh, Jerry he's going to fly him out of here. And Jerry <laughs> back talks him again and says, fly yourself. And Tom says, you're really begging for it. And then uh, Tom uh, says he'll count to 10 to get the chopper started. Jerry, like, refuses. He's gone to, like, he do- he's not going to do this. He starts counting and gets to eight before Skippy comes up from behind and jumps on him. And then Jerry, like, grabs the rifle off um, Tom and then they start wrestling and then uh, Jerry wrestles him on the ground and Tom then gets up and runs away. Mark tries to sort of tackle him, but then Tom overpowers him uh, and then runs off. And uh, Jerry gets up, checks with Skip and, like, makes sure Skippy is okay and then goes back to the chopper. Mark is still running after Tom. They come to ravine and uh, Mark yells out, watch out, and then uh, Tom falls off the ravine edge and Mark goes up to the the, uh, edge and then sees Tom hanging precariously from a, uh, well, it's sort of a little tree growing out of the uh, rock. Dun, dun, dun. Everything's just totally changed now. You know, the the dynamic is uh, totally different. And Mark yells that he's going to go get a rope. And then Matt explains to Jerry over the radio that Tom is escaped from a reform school. And then he broke into a sports store and stole a rifle back in the day when you could do that in Australia. Um, <laughs> Jerry says that he at least uh, hasn't shot Skippy and uh, explains that he must have missed and Skippy shied away from the, the shot and fell off the cliff. So there's like Skippy's supernatural bullet dodging skills. She, well, she's basically like Neo from the Matrix <laughs> and Mark arrives at the chopper and yells to Jerry that he's gone over the ravine. Jerry relays this information to Matt and then Matt says, do what you can do. Um, so, guys, what did you reckon about all this action? I just want to take us to the start of this action sequence and just get your opinion, because this is a matter of procedure that we all might face uh, at one point in our lives. So Tom is pointing the gun at Jerry and Mark. Skippy's running up from behind. Yep. Jerry yells out, Skippy, go get him. And, like, should you yell that? Should you let Tom turn around and see? Or, to like, so that he's distracted so you can attack from the front? Or do you not yell and wait for the point of him? Like, what's the procedure? Very good point, Ashwin. I-, I thought that was a strategic misstep by Jerry because I think the element of surprise would have been much better. But then again, him turning means that he's not pointing the gun at them. So if it mm. accidentally went off, I guess. But still, yeah, I did think that too, Ashwin. Yeah, so, I mean, that's just the point of order for the first part of the sequence. But, yeah, other than that, I thought, okay, the tables have turned. The te- My tension went down when the boy didn't help with holding a gun anymore. For, yeah. like, 
dramatic purposes and possibly even real life. That was just a weird kind of thing to film. Yeah. So my attention goes down. I'm like, okay, good. The good family's in charge again. Let's just see what happens. Now it's a question of whether they want to be compassionate enough, which is a, a previous theme we've explored in Skippy, like how nice to be to the villains. And mm. so, yeah, it's definitely flipped at this point. Yeah, and, and but we know that they're going to do the right thing because they're here to help. That's the whole job. Uh, Lee, what did you reckon of that whole uh, action, action sequence there? It was pretty exciting, I thought. It was, and, and I like that we keep saying the word tension. This episode had a lot of moments that that mm-hmm. made me feel tense, which isn't something that I always feel watching a Skippy episode. We talked about last week, there was a lot of action sequences that occurred, but we never really felt tense whereas in this one it was really just one plot point that was going on but it just held tension quite a lot and just let it go like you said ashwin every now and then but just ready to be ratcheted up again in the next scene which i thought was really good yeah like i uh, because uh, it really built it up where you know you were hating this kid like he was just pushing every button and then when it flipped you were like oh yes you know like it, it, i think they definitely worked here i'm not sure i don't know if that was ross napier <laughs> but um but there was definitely something going on there where you um you know you you felt a big exhale as soon as this kid was you know done but then we'll get to where it, you know <laughs> th- yeah things get Way worse uh, and way stupider. Yeah, so the branch Tom is holding on to is breaking. Uh, Jerry and Mark get the rope and they lower it down to him. Jerry instructs him to wrap the rope around his waist and use his feet to get clear of the rocks, so sort of abseil a bit. Tom says, so you don't owe me any favours or no favours? And just Jerry says, just get hold of it. Tom says he likes it where he is. And this is him, like, you know, hanging off a branch that's about to break. And he says, this is where he just gets insane. He says, don't you have the guts to watch a guy die laughing? And then Tom starts laughing like an insane (laughs) maniac. And the branch snaps and he falls predictably (laughs) luckily tom doesn't fall all the way down although it looks like there's water down there so i didn't imagine it being that bad if he actually did fall well at least not on rocks but he does fall on like this jutting out rock back down or face um with his face facing up and uh he's all knocked out and you know got blood on him and stuff jerry abseils down and it's very somber music so you know you don't know if it's uh you know he's dead or not jerry can't get down because they don't have enough rope he's too far down and then he has to come back up matt then arrives in his car and then runs to them with more rope jerry gets up and says looks bad no signs of life that was the point though can i say that I mean, you said that he acts like a lunatic. He was acting like a lunatic the minute that you saw him, like shooting at a kangaroo, not for sport, which is is not a sport. I'm very much against it. But at the same time, he just shot it for the sake of shooting it. Did the same thing for that possum, which we didn't really talk about, but it looked like whatever was going on with that possum, they either shot a BB gun at it or else they had a squib on there. Either way, that possum... I have a feeling it would have been a BB gun. (laughs) Yeah, it it didn't look good. But that's the point. Like, he was a sociopath. So him laughing like that and saying all that crap to Jerry, who's just being very patient to Mm. this kid to try to save him, it was at that point when I really was like, am I going to feel bad if this kid smashes his head on the truck and dies? (laughs) I don't think so. I'd be like, let the prick fall. (laughs) He's given enough chances to turn around here. And, um, well, yeah, and, like, we do get to a bit of a lesson here, um, but, yeah, yeah, but, no, definitely, (laughs) he's definitely reached a point where it's like, oh, my God, there's no coming back. Sorry, Ashwin. 
It feels a bit like gangsters, like an Aussie gangster's paradise mm. where a troubled kid, Coolio comes in and Coolio has to put up with a lot of shit to get this troubled kid to just turn their life around. So I feel mm. like he was just throwing all his dysfunction at us for like 26 minutes before we got to see like a better version of him. So yeah. He, he sort of um, got the uh, free version of like a um, troubled youth camp. <laughs> basically yeah. Yeah. um it's got abseiling got you know shooting <laughs> sightseeing all that stuff lots of bushwalking <laughs> yeah skydiving <laughs> oh without a parachute yeah so matt arrives with them with more rope mark is feeling guilty because he did try to warn him but he was running after him jerry says that his kind have no one to blame but themselves or himself uh skippy indicates matt has arrived um so skippy's up and about and seems to be 100 percent recovered and she's just hanging about and asks if they have reached him yet jerry says that they're waiting for more for the rope uh matt gives it to jerry and mark says uh he was just a kid and they uh Oh, sorry, and then they lowered the rope and he wouldn't take it. Matt replies that he didn't know how. So we're getting into very sort of deep psychological territory here, and I think it it's sort of cool, I think, in the end. Jerry ties the rope around the tree and uh, Matt offers to go down, but then Jerry basically says he's lighter. Oh, jeez, Jerry, like, what are you saying? Yeah. And um, basically calls Matt fat. And then he starts going down. Jerry descends the rock and gets to Tom and uh, he regains consciousness as he gets there. This is, And then Tom still hasn't stopped. Like you'd think the concussion would have slowed him down. But no, he's, uh, he's threatening to go over the side, which again is sort of water below. So I'm not even sure if that would kill him still. And Jerry calls his bluff and tells him to get it over with. And he says, I don't feel like hanging here all day. Tom asks if the cops are up there and Jerry says that there's just a park ranger and Tom says, same thing, which I thought was funny, his perspective. Jerry says that they're, nope, they're just here to protect the animals and from people shooting them, not to protect people from themselves, which I don't know if what the necessarily police role is as well, but I don't know. <laughs> That's something for debate. Tom still won't budge uh, and Jerry tells them to take him up. And uh, Jerry struggles to get up the rock a bit. So he sort of gets hoisted up a little bit and he unties the rope and Matt and Mark are wondering what he's doing. Tom says that he's crazy and Jerry says uh, they can't go up together and he wants him to go first. So Jerry, again, Lee, you said he, like, he's got the patience of a saint and he's just trying to get this kid back up. And like I think it's sort of funny because I think Jerry is a bit on his same level you know, because Jerry is not going to take any shit. He's sort of get shit done, man. To a degree, this kid is too. So I think that he's being really straight with him, which is sort of uh, the the first thing he, I think, relates to. And then he lowers the rope to Tom and he says for Tom to grab the line. And then Matt checks that um, he's okay and Jerry uh, gets down to the ledge with Tom. They secure the ropes around Tom and they um, start hauling him up. The rope gets stuck on the broken branch and Skippy volunteers to go down and unhook the rope. She pulls the rope free and there's some cool Skippy hand action where she's uh, tugging on the rope and pulling it and, like, you know, doing all this stuff. It gets free. She hops back up and then Tom makes it to the top. He immediately starts crying and thanks Matt. So... You know, I think he has uh, 
changed. So, yeah, what did you guys think? We'll get to the uh, last scene, but, um, yeah, what did you guys think of that sequence where, you know, Jerry is negotiating and everything? For me, I was more watching the emotional transformation of a dysfunctional kid to one who finally breaks and, like, the good side comes out. And I think the point that broke him was when Skippy, who we tried to kill at the start of the episode, ends up saving him. And he looks at Skippy towards the end, and that's when he breaks down. It's like, oh, I just got saved by the person I tried to murder. I need to be less of a dead shit all the time. I was more watching it from that point of view. And I think Jerry was also becoming camp counsellor. He's yep. normally the surfy playboy in every episode, the tough guy, the no-nonsense. And I think he had a moment where he realised this is just a, a little dysfunctional kid, but there's some goodness there. I'll try and find it by showing a lot of patience. So, yeah, mm. I think for me, I was just watching that transformation of those two characters of Jerry and this kid through that sequence. Yeah, and I, I agree with that exactly. Exactly my thought was that that's why he was crying because of the person he tried to kill or the, the animal he tried yeah. to kill saved him. And then so those shots with Jerry on the ledge, it was a pretty good scene and mm. um, led into the final scene, which you're about to talk about, John, and the metaphor. Yeah, Matt, Matt does spell out pretty much. So Matt and Tom are in the office back at the um, ranger station. Matt explains that he's going to go back to reform school, but uh, it won't be forever. Matt then says that I'm sure he could arrange for him to come back and visit, which is like hugely generous considering that he held his son and his uh, you know assistant ranger at gunpoint and tried to kill his son's best friend. And he thinks that he's reached a turning point. And this is where we get to the quote where he uh, he fell so far, but he climbed right back up again. And then he clips him on the chin like a good old fatherly figure does. Tom turns and looks around the station and then leaves. Uh, Mark and Jerry are out at the car. He goes and uh, thanks Jerry, you know, which is like what? It's like he was sticking a rifle and Jerry, you know, not like as cheery as matt but definitely you know solomon you know appreciates it i guess and then matt and tom drive off and then we have a shot of them in the car together and matt smiles at tom as they drive and then we get to the end what a really good episode i thought and um like i'll get right into the um gum leaves i'm gonna give it a four and a half because i think it actually ticked like it did have all the boxes because like although Skippy's role in it was very minimal, she was integral at progressing this story and also saving the day pretty much. And I liked the way it addressed youth crime and these, you know, troubled teen type things where there's always a way to come back. You know, there's always a way to reform. There's always a way to make the world better after you've made it worse. Do you know what I mean? So I, I definitely liked that message. I liked the way that all of the guys reacted to it because this guy had all the reason for them to like beat the shit out of him and just totally take him down but they didn't and it all worked out in the end so uh, I, I did like this episode and Gavin Hamilton who played Tom good actor because you hated him from the very get-go so like damn like that that's acting isn't it um anyway so what do you reckon Lee what what will you give it I really like this one as well. I like the fact that it was a straightforward story, had some good lessons. Skip, as you said, integral. She was the catalyst, really, for what ended up happening. Mm. Well, at least started off his murderous run. Mm -hmm. I thought 
there was a side of Jerry that we hadn't seen before. And I, based on his behavior, I had more respect for him as a character. I just yeah. thought the way that he dealt with it was much more mature than I would have. I would have been like, just fall and die, you little shit. Like, I just, <laughs> he had way more patience than I did. So I think, yeah, I like the message that, you know, people can change. I think realistically, if you're that much of a psychopath that's a murderer, Usually people who just gleefully murder animals tend to be murdering people when they get older. So whether he'd have had that quick turnaround that he had at the end, you'd, you know, I think for the purpose of the story, though, dramatic mm. fall, as Matt said, I think it worked. So I actually really liked the episode overall, and I'm going to give it four gum leaves. Ashwin. Yeah, I think I'm similar, probably halfway between you guys. Like, it was a, a captivating story. It had potentially Skippy's death in it, which gripped you right from the start. It had youth delinquency, the transformation of our characters, showing parts of themselves that they hadn't shown before. So that's that's got to get a decent number of points. Had a child crying quite well, because it's quite hard to cry effectively. So I thought, yeah, acting-wise, that uh, was pretty good. I'm Curious that this guy didn't act beyond the age of 40. He would have been about 40 in 1995. What a mystery. Whatever happened. Mm. Um, But I'm going to give it 4.2 gum leaves. Cool. All right. No worries. So, all right. We'll get to the next episode, episode 27, The Last Chance. An aging film star attempts to come back on a new movie that's being filmed in the park. When Skippy inserts herself into a scene, a new star is born, much to the annoyance of the lead man who tries to have Skippy taken care of. Whoa, cool. All right. I'm excited. If this isn't a comedy episode, then that's going to be, if they try to take that seriously, that's going to be ridiculous. Hollywood comes to the park and tries to kill Skippy. So, yeah, join us for that episode. And thank you, uh, Lee. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Ashwin. Thanks, guys. See you next week, guys. Scoop, 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 scoop